네. 웰컴 투 더2 가글스 코믹스 팟캐스트. On this week's episode. Episode number 10, Diaper Man with your hosts Michael McAdam, Kyle Burles, and Mike Rieger. And special guest Jeremy Few. Welcome. Welcome indeed to the Two Gargoyles podcast. I'm your host, Michael McAdam. With me are Jeremy Few, Mike Rieger, and Kyle Burles, aka Monkey Face. Hey, Kyle, how you doing? What is good? It? How are you? <laughs> Kyle was just holding up a very, very cool. Is it Planet of the Apes uh, bust? No, it was, Kyle? it was. It was an animatronic monkey head that I got from my granddad, like. 10, 15 years ago, maybe probably more. And when he passed away, I took back the head. So it's basically just a random family heirloom that is not necessarily related to any movie. No. But I it is that. cursed. It is cursed. The cursed monkey head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's with us today on the podcast, That's leering its toothy grin at the ceiling. Oh, now leering at the camera. Oh. That's good. So, uh, big, big, big news in uh, the Two Gargs world. Uh, for the last 30 days, we have been uh, running a Kickstarter for Spectrum Number 2, the LGBT superhero comic drawn by Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy's waving. Um, and uh, written by myself. And I am so, so, so pleased to say not only did it fund, but it smashed through both its first and second stretch goals. So... Uh, really, really good uh, for us there. This marks the first time that a Two Gargs comic has been completely funded uh, by, uh, you know, uh, crowdfunding. You. By, by not me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they've all been funded. but Oh, yeah, they've all been funded. But this time it's like my wallet is like, thank you, thank you. Oh, so much. Um, so that right now uh, we're in the process of uh, getting the money uh, processed through Kickstarter. That takes about two weeks, they tell me. And then uh, we'll be handing out digital delights and also the print delights. We have Spectrum issues one and two that are being sent out. And also, as a bonus, we have an eight-page mini-comic Jeremy and I did for Platform Comics. They had a contest, an eight-page, uh, four to eight-page comic contest, um, which has never seen the light of day. So we're uh, sending that to people. And we're also sending uh, copies of Twilight Detective Agency number one. That's the... Uh, Two Gargoyles as Detectives comic uh, that uh, we did, Jeremy Drew and I wrote. And um, yeah, so uh, Two Gargs is taking a step forward and a step up in, uh, in terms of comic recognition. So pretty, pretty happy about that. Um, we're going to take a hiatus on Kickstartering until after Christmas, of course, because that's where everybody's money goes. It's Christmas stuff. And then probably around February, we'll start our next Kickstarter, which I haven't decided what it is yet even though I have about three comics ready to go. <laughs> Are there three? Uh, I think so. There's Gloaming number four, which is uh, almost done right now, drawn by Kyle, um, written by me. Uh, yeah, and Kyle. then we have The Magical Mr. Punch, um, which uh, is a new comic about a British mage and the trials and tribulations thereof. I think, I think the tagline for that one is Tricks and Trouble in a Top Hat. And I think I had tight pants in there somewhere, but I decided to take that out. <laughs> well, they definitely feature in the comic itself. They do. They are there. Yes, absolutely. And then we have Twilight Detective Agency number two, um, with uh, debuting new artist Miguel Cabello uh, on interiors. Um, and I'm very excited to see that too, because it's been about 10 years since uh, Two Gargs number... Or, I forgot sorry, who it is. Since TDA number one came out. <laughs> 
So yeah, good stuff going on in the Two Gargs world. But today, uh, we are going to focus on what is still the best-selling and most popular comic Two Gargs puts out, Diaper Man. That's right. In a fearless world of fun fetishists, Diaper Man stands above all, which is disturbing because he's wearing a diaper. There we go. So we're going to call up uh, some graphics here because we're just going to have a look at the first graphic novel. And let me see how I do that. Doodly-doo. Sharing the screen. Scroll them up. Pack it up, pack it in. Boop, there we go. Alrighty, so Diaper Man, the complete first series. Diaper Man is the comic that we sort of cut our teeth on. It's kind of what we use to teach ourselves how to do comics. Uh, when I say us, mostly I mean me and Mike, uh, because it was the first project we did together, and we sort of figured stuff out as we went. Um, so yeah, as we go through this comic, you will see inconsistencies, and uh, that's fine. <laughs> so, because that's just how it went. For example, here on the cover, we see Diaper Man's utility belt, which he <laughs> wears, I think, in one episode and then never again. Never before or since. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just this cover. Does yes. his t-shirt have belt loops? How does this even work? <laughs> right? Exactly. See, these are, these are the questions that people need to ask. Like, how does the belt stay on? And my answer is usually just willpower. But there you go. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's dive right in. Okay, I'm going to read you page one, all right? In every city, in every town, there's always one man who will go the distance. One man who stands for what he believes in no matter what forces are brought against him. In Megapolis, that man is Diaper Man, a total freak. Raised by the enigmatic monks of Huggy, Michael Adamson is no ordinary man. He walks among us in his secret identity as a part-time thespian. No one guessing that underneath the zany exterior beats the heart of a true deviant. For when trouble rears its ugly head, Michael Adamson becomes diaper man, freedom fighter and fearless fetishist. So, okay. <laughs> so this first page, Mike did draw a background on panel one. Um, and and then... never again or since. <laughs> well, there's one or two. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to contribute, and digital camera technology was brand new then. So I took background photos of real life and just sort of put them in the back so that the characters appeared to be in the real world. Um, they, they don't. <laughs> they, they look like Photoshop cartoons on a background. But at the time, I was really, really impressed with it. I was so happy. Um, in fact, uh, on our little DVD commentary that we put on the bottom of the pages, I even say, not being an artist, I was taken with the idea of photographs as backgrounds. I like the idea of cartoon characters in the real world. But I also needed something to make me feel like I was actually creating something. Because back then I had uh, writer's imposter syndrome, where the writer is just not at all necessary to the comic. And it's like, is, is actually just thanking the artist for even letting them contribute so <laughs> i wanted to Accurate. contribute more shut up <laughs> writers don't listen to the artist i mean listen to your artist but don't <laughs> listen to your artist pretend mm. to nod along with your artist as your artist speaks that's right that's what you should do also don't make more work for your artist uh, mike has an interesting comment here do you want to read your comment mike no no it okay. makes fun of people with cerebral palsy and i regret it now 
Oh, okay. Well, now that Mike has actually said what it says, uh, he says, I have to start off by saying that I drew this 10 years ago before backgrounds were invented. Also, I had cerebral palsy and was blind in one eye. Uh, he doesn't. That isn't true. And I'm ashamed that you typed it. Just ashamed. I'm Absolutely. ashamed as well. It was a simpler time. Uh, yes, yes. Which, I mean, I was simpler then. <laughs> but you're doing better now. So the first, like, Diaper Man started as a joke. Like, we just... Uh, Okay, there was a fetish ball one year. We all went to the fetish ball. We saw all the fetishes that there were, um, or at least... That, all of them. Just, yeah, just Well, all many 13. of them. <laughs> all 13 of them, exactly. And uh, it, it, we, because we were already comics fans, we started realizing, you know, uh, superheroes and supervillains are basically just closet fetishists because where do they get their costumes from? And my thought was, well, they were in their closet the whole time. Like, they wore that on a Saturday night. Now they're just thinking up excuses to wear it. Um, so that sort of was the genesis of Diaper Man and uh, how we wanted to start uh, making a world where fearless fetishists run rampant and free. Uh, so the first thing we did, of course, was take one of our friends, Andy, and have him put into a diaper uh, because that's the height of hilarity. Uh, and if you knew Andy, you would, you would laugh. So if you'd like to know more about Andy, Spec Ops Photography. Is that .com? Probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, Andy's I know, a photographer I know it's spec now. ops. Half yes. a plug. Half a plug. There we go. <laughs> just an ug. Yeah, just Google it, kids. Just Google it's it. A, it's a recommendation of yeah. type these words in. Yeah. <laughs> Mike has a great comment here. Uh, the initial purpose of Diaper Man was to provoke every person unlucky enough to know us in real life. This page features the partially undeserving Andy Letch, and apparently Rue McClanahan, because we needed a, a third person in there. <laughs> so yes, indeed. So Looking at it now, it's much more Estelle Getty. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. So uh, we moved on, and uh, we, we, we did this one joke, and then I guess we kept talking about it. And I do remember, Mike, you saying, I want to be in it. I want to make a character. There's and one thing about font size is just pick whichever one. Oh yeah, every font size you want. Oh yes, page two. Yeah, we picked the font size to make it fit the square, uh, the narration box. You know, which of it course, was the wild west of internet comics. Don't, <laughs> it totally was. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> um, you want to? Do you want to talk about uh, just what you should do, Mike? Just a quick learning. Not this. Not this. Okay, don't do this. Basically, for those of you that are listening at home. Um, all the narration boxes uh, go across the entire top of the panel, no matter what the wording is inside them. And uh, I changed the font size to fit the box, not the other way around. So yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, bad lettering 101, kids. That's, oh, it's my first comic, yay. So Mike invented the spanker, which is our major nemesis in the book. And in my mind, this was going to be kind of like Archie comics, and um, the Spanker was kind of like Reggie. You know, like, all the characters knew each other in their secret identities, but when they, you know, fetished out and became, like, uh, superheroes and supervillains, um, they sort of didn't know each other. I don't know if they were pretending not to know each other or if they're really that dense. It amuses me to think they're just that dense. Um, but yeah, Mike wanted to be the Spanker and had a whole backstory, and I thought it was hilarious. And so there we go. We suddenly had a villain. 
let's see. Dee, dee, dee. Mike made me actually do the shadows uh, on this page. I actually had to shade a face. Um, I am not an artist. I am not a colorist. I can flat your comic, but don't ask me for highlights and shadows. And even so, I'm still proud that I did it because I cried after I was done. <laughs> As is your way. As is my way, yes. So let's see, moving on, we went to the Spanker's origin, um, which we shamelessly ripped off from Indiana Jones. Uh, basically, he finds the paddle in a, in a temple. Um, and uh, w what was the name of the, the god? S&M? Was that the name? Oh, you're asking the... me to remember it? Uh, no, I don't know. No, I, I don't, why was I even there? I don't understand. <laughs> Um, and then, as with any villain, he becomes obsessed with teaching the hero the error of his ways. And to do that, he kidnaps the hero's best friend. So, yes, that happened. Uh, and then, of course, we make some jokes about engineers, because the Spanker hires university-level engineers to protect uh, him while he's kidnapping the best friend. And uh, Animaniacs so jokes! They're trendy again! That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we waited... Around. Yes, we waited so long, uh, Animaniacs actually came back. So now we're like, yay, all our 90s references are relevant. <laughs> Is that a Pez dispenser or a microphone, though? Pez it's a Pez dispenser. Oh. Um, basically, the engineers are holding off Diaperman with a uh, Yakko Warner Pez dispenser and a toaster for some reason. <laughs> Mike was always the king of the non sequitur. Like when he did a sight gag, it was like, I, I have also put in a toaster. Like, and you okay. would always be like, "What does the toaster do?" And I'm like, "I don't. It's a joke. I don't." It toasts. It do right, and that that always blew my mind. The toaster doesn't uh, need backstory. <laughs> as a writer, I'm fairly li literal, um, and I'm like, "This represents this, which represents this." And look all at all the layers of my meaning. And Mike's like, "It's it's just a toaster." And I'm like, "That's unacceptable. Toasters it has to funny. be a magic toaster." <laughs> the toaster gets its own spinoff next year. That's right, uh, Toaster Comics. Do you smell burnt toast? Let's see. I should also point out um, a lot of the special effects are filters, because if one Photoshop filter's good, six of them must be awesome. Um, and hey, kids, that's not true. That's <laughs> not right at all. Ooh, ooh, yes, and Mike's favorite topic. I lettered this in Photoshop. Ooh. <laughs> it was that's the 90s, that's all we had. That's right. Well, we that's had true. Aldous PageMaker, but who thought of that? Like, that's you didn't have the memory for that. Technically, you could use the MS Paint, but yeah. oh, God. <laughs> scary, scary. All right, uh, then we have a little Star Wars scene. Oh, Diaper Man flies! Look at him hovering, hovering so triumphantly above the uh, Spanker. This is the only time, by the way, um, since uh, the first episode that we see Diaper Man flying. He does not fly. He's also not wearing a belt. Just FYI. And his uh, t-shirt's tucked into his diaper. Yes, because, you know, he's That neat. continues. Yes, it does. Until I finally said to Mike, you're not really drawing diapers correctly. And he was like, you let me go eight issues. What's wrong with you? you know, I was, like, da, da, da. I was actually... Yes, I was actually worried about this joke because uh, the spanker, of course, gets Diaper Man in his clutches and goes to spank him. And so Diaper Man's only defense is to load his diaper. And I thought, okay, that's it. That's over the line. No one will read this. I'm terrified of everything. And people reacted as if it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. So what do I know? Like, apparently poop humor is still awesome. And, airbag. Uh, airbag. Mm -hmm. 
He filled his airbag. He 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 he. For some reason, I found the word airbag extremely funny when I wrote this. And anytime someone would say airbag, I would break out into laughter. Not sure why. Just you know. For a couple weeks, and then for years afterwards, it became less funny. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so at this point. Uh, <laughs> Mike is sighing for a very good reason I'll tell you in a minute So at this point we'd just been doing the comic for ourselves For fun And then I uh, got email From a fetish magazine um, Guy Who uh, he had a fetish magazine Devoted to diapers And he was like could I publish your comic I will pay you The words I will pay you Like were not in my vocabulary for comics. Like I just never thought anyone would pay money for you know the goofy jokes Mike and I were doing, but he did. He paid in American dollars, ladies and gentlemen. So we started uh, doing stories for him per his specifications. Now at the time, I think the guy was in his 70s. And so he said, can you make the font larger? And this is what brings us to Mike's sigh from earlier because in this episode, uh, which we call The Diaper Zone, which we have Rod Serling sort of uh, inserted in there, it's like a 12-point a font. It's like a, well, it looks like 16-point font now. It's so ridiculous. The words cover almost all of the art. It's <laughs> just kept like... Going bigger, and we'd make it a little bigger. It's like bigger, and then a little bigger, and this is what he finally arrived at. And we were like, put your glasses on, man. Yeah, yeah. I said, thank you. So we have this one episode where it's like, Everyone is like, what is this? Stop! <laughs> like, everyone's just yelling. And also, we made our friend Tony an angry uh, football coach who is, like, four feet tall and hairy. Because that's kind of what he looks like. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. <laughs> He's uh, less hairy now. Yeah, that's true. Less fur. Let's see. Uh, was this the episode where I'm like, you're drawing diapers wrong? Oh, no, that wasn't for years. Oh, no, here it is. Here it is, yes. It was the end of this comic. This was also the point at which Michael finally told me I'd been drawing diapers wrong all this time. <laughs> so, because, again, the writer having the, you know, the writer's imposter syndrome was like, don't tell the artist how to draw. That's not your damn job. And then Mike told me, if I'm drawing it wrong, it is your damn job. And I'm like, sorry. Uh, so... Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot to be learned about communication uh, in this comic. Uh, now we get to my favorite episode, which is um, where the spanker uh, totally corrupts the, the sidekick and makes him like Diaper Man inadvertently by poisoning his drink with an incontinence formula, which is, you know, what a villain would do. Um, but what I enjoyed the most about it was we actually went on site, on location, for where we were setting the scene and actually took digital pictures uh, for the panel backgrounds with the intent of using them. So it was the, the one and only time we literally fused the backgrounds with our intent. So it actually looks quite cool to me still, even though, yeah, it's obviously cartoon characters pasted onto a, a background. And Spanker wears bowling shoes. I just want you to, to know that uh, he's wearing bowling shoes. There we go. Fablatch. Fablatch. Yes, Another that's right. running that, joke. That's right. The sound of uh, pants being filled suddenly and explosively is characterized by the sound effect Fablatch, which people would sneak up and just say to me randomly, and I'd burst out laughing because it just it made me laugh. 
until, of course, people did it, you know, every day for a year. <laughs> it became a little less. But it was on TV. Um, someone said it, uh, one of my friends said it on a TV interview. They were being interviewed about internet or something like that. And then they're like, do you have any geek speak you could teach us? And he said, Fablatch. And that was the end of the interview. And it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, here we have diapers correctly drawn uh, with actual pins holding them on. So that's become... Correctly is a stretch. None well, of this is correctly drawn. <laughs> I should point out, Mike is being very, very gracious and generous even being on the podcast today, you guys, because looking at your old art and I don't care if you're like a writer, singer, uh, artist, uh, dancer, whatever. When you look at something you did 20 years ago, ouch. Okay. Like just ouch. Actually it's all bordering on 25 next year will be diaper man's 25th anniversary. We're old. We are quite old. Holy mackerel, but not as old as this art. Am I right? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so we have several uh, reference jokes in here. Um, we reference Thundercats, where Diaperman's mystic soother gives him sight beyond sight. Um, and then we have uh, the showdown at the reservoir, where the spanker is pouring his poison into the reservoir. And then Diaperman pushes him in so that he gets the full force of his own potion. And then he drinks the... Uh, or sorry, Diaperman flings the antidote. Uh, into the reservoir, which makes the spanker drive into the reservoir. One tiny now, test tube inside a whole reservoir. It was very potent. It was viral. <laughs> it must have been. Yes, uh, it yeah. nanites. It had potent nanites. Potables. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For 500, please, Alex. There's a panel on this page. Um, Mike drew it. Like it's, uh, I didn't write it. Uh, Diaper Man is making the L for loser sign on his forehead. Uh, I wrote Which the was line. Was the fad at the time? Yes, I wrote, "Curse you, diaper man! You haven't heard the last of me." And then Mike added, "And stop doing that! I see you doing that!" And it remains the number one thing that people comment on as being the funniest thing they've read in the comic. And I didn't write it, so I got to have my sort of, I guess, Joss Whedon moment where it's like I didn't write that funny thing; someone else did. Oh, ha, ha, I guess you're nothing then. Screw you. <laughs> But the great thing is that we started calling Mike's uh, script doctoring the joke pass. Mike would look at what I'd written, and if he could, he'd fit a joke in. And it actually made the comic better uh, because it was very quippy and very funny. Um, so thanks for that, Mike, for um, taking on the duties of writing as well as art. You say that now, but you always used to yell at me. Well, yeah, because I was insecure, and I was like... I, what am I even doing here? Oh my god, I, uh, I can't write. <laughs> um, and now I'm just like, it's a collaboration. Why don't you put your ego on the shelf and just enjoy the better comic? That's good. Uh, then, of course, we get to the origin of Diaper Man, um, which I think I cribbed from several different sources here. I know the Phantom hey, background. was one of them. Hooray. Yeah, ooh, a background. Um, and a little bit of Ranma, one half because that was very big at the time. Uh, and Karate Kid, as you can see in this uh, silhouette here. So uh, basically, Diaper Man is uh, found in the jungle after his plane crashes, um, which I think is from the Phantom. I can't remember. Uh, and then, of course, he's raised by the monks who teach him the ways of martial arts, so I drew from every martial arts movie I could. Uh, there's a twister mat um, uh, in their, in their uh, challenge ring, I guess. And uh, so he is painted with the mystic... 
Yes. <laughs> That's definitely how perspective works. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the jokes are all there. Um, but man, when we look at it now from a technical side, it's like, you were practicing, weren't you? You were getting used to it. Yes, you were. No, uh, I was just doing it wrong. Uh, I'm trying to be so kind to you, man. I'm trying to be so kind. <laughs> Your self-flagellation. Correctly. Uh, okay, then. <laughs> um, I'm told that the Chinese glyphs I used in the background for this panel are actually a swear word. I, I don't know. But well, if, any, so. if any Chinese people uh, read this and are offended, please tell me why it's offensive, just so I can know and laugh. Um, let's see. And then, uh, for some reason, Diaperman gets laser vision from sucking on a soother, as most babies do, I guess. Uh, this, I still don't know what my motivation was. When Sleepers was created, when he decided to become a super sidekick to Diaperman, he called himself Sleepers McGee. And I guess in my mind, I was thinking it was a rough, tough boxer name, like a, like a 1940s, you know, like Chips O'Toole or Muggs Callahan or something like that. I don't know exactly Plenty where I was going with it. Plenty O'Toole. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a different movie entirely. Or is it? <laughs> but yeah, so Sleepers McGee just became Sleepers because that's his costume. That's what he wears. Uh, let's see. Then we branched out and we decided we wanted to do more superhero tropes. So we gave Diaper Man like a, a bat cave uh, underneath the university residence. And this is the only time you will ever see it. <laughs> and it has cool futuristic doors and then a whole bunch of boxes of diapers. There's like no diaper computer, there's no diaper car, there's no diaper cycle. And we had ideas for all of that stuff, but we just didn't do it. <laughs> like, it's kind of like a conversation with Kyle. I had this great idea. Yeah, and then what? Nothing, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> I went on Plastic to the next Plastic bag thing. blew by. Yeah. Gary Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Something shiny happened. Jeremy, I'm going to ask you to weigh in um, because, of course, you joined the Diaperman family uh, a little bit later. What are you thinking so far as you look at this project, um, knowing where it ended up, knowing what it became? Like, uh, what are your thoughts? I don't Well, I thought it was just kind of funny um, and weird and right up my alley because I like doing... <laughs> funny weird stuff that's just kind of like what like you scratch your head thinking like is that even can that really even be a thing and then you make it a thing and it's it works and it's fun so you actually have that on your instagram don't you uh something like uh the weirder the better or if it's weird i love to draw it something like that you say something yeah it's like on my that. twitter yes <laughs> the weirder it is the more i want to draw it oh totes totes um so yeah we want to Actually, I wonder if I have a banner for that. Do, 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 do. Boop. There we go. Uh, you guys, if you want to look at Jeremy Thew's art, uh, look at at official J.E. Thew on Twitter um, and at Jeremy, or sorry, JeremyThew.com is his website. And on Instagram, he's just at J.E. Thew. Now, Mike uh, and I and Kyle are all trying to convince Jeremy to please pick one name that goes over all your social media. So in the comments, Please pick names that Jeremy could use on his social media that are not already taken. Please send them in. That would be great. The winner gets nothing, and we steal his idea. That's yes. right. Just like every other major contest you've ever been asked to uh, to join. Right. I'm submitting Jeremy McJerry, Jeremy face. 
Jeremy McJeremy face. That's yeah. a good one, although it's a long, long title. I don't know if it'll fit on a business card, but hey. Right. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at the next uh, thing here. So um, we make a joke here about uh, uh, Diaper Man revealing his secret identity. Uh, it's like, Michael, all this time you were Diaper Man? I never would have guessed. It's amazing what a tiny domino mask and hair gel can accomplish. Because... Every frickin' superhero seems to be able to be completely unrecognizable with a tiny little strip of cloth over their eyes and messing up their hair artistically. You should take the banner off of Michael's Mike's face so oh, we can see Mike. Sorry, Mike. Can you see his reactions? Just, to his <laughs> yeah, he's like Banner McBanner face. Um, <laughs> Kilroy, there. <laughs> Banner McBanner face. I kind of like that better. <laughs> just Mike's forehead just like commenting on things okay so this is our second villain now uh, Lee's Arsenic who actually becomes the Black Whip dun 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 and uh, we were so so happy um, because we only had uh, one girl in the comic and now we have two and one of them's evil which is awesome um so we have Mercy Munson here on this page, and then finally Lee's Arsenic. I had plans for Mercy Munson, and then I got distracted. So in the new Diaper Man, Mercy Munson will be making quite the return. Um, I'm thinking of going a little Dark Phoenix with her. I think that would be kind of fun. But she's a redhead, so you know it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. I guess I started inking with my thumb at this point. Um. I think you were inking over your sketchy pencils and you were very into cross-hatching at the time. Or just hatching, I guess. Didn't you just darken the pencils down? Didn't you do the tight pencils and just, you know, go... Yeah, that would probably slide explain on. it. Yeah, because uh, for, uh, for some of the earlier episodes, I just colored over Mike's pencils. Oof, so, it's real chunky. Yeah, it's a little chunky-chunky. But some fun... Again, more uh, filters and effects. Mm -hmm. um, and then arrows. You know your comic is good when you need arrows to direct the flow of traffic for the eyeballs. Don't do this, kids. <laughs> like, people should be able to read without signposts. Oh, this is where we discover Diaper Man's kryptonite. It's leather. He just He's powerless against it. Uh, Mike rightly asks, so what would happen if someone attacked Diaper Man with, say, a cow? Would it have to be a dried cow? These are the <laughs> questions that keep us up at night, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see. And then we get sleepers getting all butch. Yeah! Yeah! Little attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we find... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we find sleepers as kryptonite. Uh, is girls. <laughs> so, basically... He can't attack girls and is powerless before their feminine wiles. By which I mean boobs. Um, because that's the level of intellectual uh, grandiosity this comic gives us kids. It's like fetishes and, and uh, reducing people to sexual uh, stereotypes. That's what we do. Uh, let's see here. Well, the 90s. Well, yeah. I mean, yep. you go with what you know. Now we just know better, and we're able to make more jokes about it. So there we go. And I mean, uh, we were setting out to make a juvenile comic. Like, yes, yes. And almost by definition. Yes. So but... let's let's actually say this now for today's audience. This comic is a parody of all the stuff that's kind of screwed up about superhero comics. 
Um, this is not a serious comic with like serious themes. It's pointing at things and going, yeah, do you see how ridiculous this is? Comedy. So um, yes, please, please and it's think. juvenile on yeah. purpose. Yes, so please think well of us, <laughs> or at least don't hate us. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Sha. Here we uh, have the black she whip. She look like a man. She look like a man. Well, uh, <laughs> the model she's based on kind of did. Anyway, um, moving on. Oh, she has no feet, though. Um, no, you've no. off her feet. Cuts right off. Yeah, she floats on her stubby legs. <laughs> Nazzy shot off my shins. <laughs> Thanks, Cotton. <laughs> and Sleepers, of course, the only way he can attack her is to wrap himself head to toe in leather so he can't see. And then we have a completely gratuitous page of uh, porn poses uh, where the Black Whip tries to seduce sleepers by posing like someone you'd see on Pornhub. Um, and then he ends up just sort of hitting her because he can't see her. And so. See above vis a vis a juvenile. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he defeats her completely by accident, um, which, of course, is how Diaper Man does everything. And uh, oh, there's her feet. There we go. Her yeah, feet were transplanted sure to this page. There we go. <laughs> Found him. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. And then, uh, uh, of course, they, they carry her off. I'm not ah, sure where they her, carried her off to. It's not right. Why rough. is her top off? What, what is that? Well, she opened it. <laughs> oh. Uh, right here. Oh, okay. Page one, she opens it. Take this! She flashes him the full Monty. Um, but, of course... He can't see her. He trips and falls on her, and that's how he defeats her. Important plot points. Yeah. Yeah, he falls right on her plot points, in fact. Should Diaper Man be able to hold up Harry like that if he's been defeated by leather? No, look. Like, Harry just crush him? No, look. See? See? He says, Harry, you're covered in leather, and dot, dot, dot. And Harry says, oh, sorry. So the audience is supposed to believe that Harry stands back up and stops leaning forward. So yes, it's it's not like Kryptonite where Diaper Man immediately faints. He's just like, ah, you're sapping my will. Help, stop, don't, don't stop, don't stop. So okay, uh, now Mike discovers Illustrator. Um, well, Illustrator was invented. Yes, that's true. That's true. It, yeah. Actually, what I discovered was a Graphire tablet. Oh, okay, right. You could draw directly onto the screen, which to me, is still wizardry and magic. Uh, I just freaking love that. How many of you guys have iPad Pros? Kyle? Mike? I can't see you because there's too many windows open. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jeremy's shaking his head. Jeremy, what do you draw on? Oh, whack-em. A whack-em. Whack-a-mole. I forget which one it is. It doesn't is say it? anywhere on it. Is it like a self-contained one? Yeah, that one. Hi, the Jeremy. one that I, the one that I had to send back and have them refurbish because the touchscreen broke right away. Right. I recommend it. But it's its it. own I, like Android device, right? Oh yeah, for a phone. Ugh, yeah. yeah, it's just my garbage that I need to replace. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so that's at the time of this recording. That is the current technology: iPad Pros and Jeremy's out of date Graphire tablet. Uh, or sorry. What, what, whack em, whack em I think it's like an Antuos 2 Pro something, $2,000, whatever. Yeah, for, and for the record, my iPad Pro is outdated as well. But wow. Okay. Wow. 
If it works, it works, though. So. Yep. T technology marches on. So uh, Mike had some great um, physical gags uh, here. Um, the hamster wheel remains one of my favorite gags. Um, instead of having, you know, the, the traditional uh, con conveyor belt uh, treadmill, um, <laughs> the, the physical uh, challenge is to run in a hamster wheel. I think that's how Doc powers his lab, but I'm not sure. And then because uh, our buddy Dean was always talking about sleepers being super muscular, because we based him on Dean, uh, we decided to make sleepers crazy Rob Liefeld size, like just ginormously mutant. And uh, so, and he's still kind of like that to this day. Like he's just sort of bigger than everyone around him. Um, but he's one of those characters that is not really aware of his own size. So I picture him as kind of like a clumsy puppy. But he's not a ninja by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the heads here in this panel. Dykerman's <laughs> head is like larger Huge. than his body. Um, and Sleeper's head is like a tiny little bobble on top of a ginormous. Well, it's like they switch heads. Two separate angles somehow. Yes, yes two separate perspectives. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God, why? Um, sight gags galore. We used the Stargate and then spent a whole page um, having people try to say the word Stargate and having other characters shut them up. Even though we literally cut out a picture of the Stargate and put it literally. in the comic. Yeah. Didn't even redraw it at all. Just nope. pasted that right in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, back, back in those days too, uh, copyright w on the internet was not such a big, big topic. It was like, Oh, I could just cut and paste this. No one's going to care. <laughs> now it's like, will people care? I think people will care. I think we should be very careful. Um, gratuitous butt shot of paddles spanking bottoms, which is, of course, the whole Smack thing. Smack himself on a sticker of some sort. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mike actually did an entire spin-off comic of the Spanker for 24-hour comic book day, circa 1999? 2000? Do you be. remember? Something like that. Um, and it, it was great. Uh, it was the Spanker meets the Family Force 4. And the whole thing is a commentary on um, sort of like the warning stickers and signposts and everything that coddle people instead of teaching them something. Um, and I, it's, it's a great comic. Uh, it actually forms part of the second uh, Diaperman graphic novel, which we will cover on another podcast. But uh, Mike, um, you just had an idea for a sequel to the Spanker, um, Spanker number two. Uh, and what did you call it? The I'm not ready to talk about it on the podcast. Oh, okay. Lord, <laughs> All right. He's he's holding it back. Uh, he's holding it back. But I'll tell you, it has something to do with the paddle, and it's exciting. And the electric yes. spankaloo. <laughs> yeah. Spanker 2, Electric Spankaloo. Oh, I wish I had a banner ready for that. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's stroll on here. Um, oh, yes, P.S., just so you all know, Mike hates it when I spring things on him, so I try not to, but then I get excited. So sorry, Mike, just got excited there. <laughs> because Spanker number two, I just, I want it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here we have the epic level of battle um, where we see the physical prowess of both the uh, Diaper Man and the Spanker, um, sissy fighting. I have wanted to do a superhero sissy fight all my life, and now I can say I've done it. 
have one panel where they're like hit, hit, smackety, hit, flick, tap, and calling each other names, which to me is so perfect for these two uh, because they take, each, they take themselves so seriously and yet as soon as they're confronting the reality of what they have to do, they, they can't do it. <laughs> it's like, I should take the spanker down. And so I, I pushed him and then he pushed back. And then, of course, uh, the two fall into the Stargate. Uh, sorry, not the Stargate, the, the completely original doohickey. And mm. they get transformed into a fusionary being called Nightwetter. Dun, dun, dun. Or Sha for, is the sound effect for that, apparently. Shma. Shma. Uh, now, Nightwetter will punch a bitch out like he punches sleepers and just knocks them out one punch so that's pretty butch for diaper man uh we have a guest appearance by dork boy um who's oh my gosh uh damien that's right uh damien's dork boy character uh and i ma sort of made fun of how damien uh draws eyes by asking uh mike to draw him with huge huge eyes <laughs> which made me laugh somehow his contact lenses Yes. That go clip, clip, even though they're already in. <laughs> I, I assumed that was just the sound of him blinking ferociously. Oh, clip, okay. Clip. Yes. Uh, then we switched artists uh, to uh, Adrian Kleinberger. Adrian. Yes, Adrian Kleinberger. Um, and uh, clip, clip. There we go. Night wetter. Here we have a. Uh, uh, an homage, we'll call it, to I think an Incredible Hulk uh, cover where the Hulk is like holding up the title of the story on his back. And uh, Sleepers, of course, with the, the extended Kirby fist, which is larger than the rest of his body. And then Doc uh, Lazarus pointing his hand in a Kirby-ish fashion, uh, as Kirby also did. So that, this is our big homage page. And that smooth, smooth 1990s Photoshop paint. Yeah blending oh absolutely look at it right i mean the shading the highlighting it's so seamless it's not at all like ink was vastly thrown at a canvas and, <laughs> and then had a spotlight put on it <laughs> i'm just happy the art isn't me anymore yes it's like mike can relax and can comment now we've run the gauntlet yes um the font starts getting a little better here uh, a little more consistent um Let's see. Still using those Photoshop filters. Yeah. Uh, doo -doo -doo. And if one font is good, uh, six or seven is better. Uh, not necessarily. Goosh. Goosh. That's what happens when a bladder uh, suddenly deflates all at once. It's goosh. Flash. Mm -hmm. Yes. Also, because we were doing this comic uh, as a web comic, I actually used Flash to animate parts of this issue and use sound effects. My God, labor intensive uh, for me at the time. So although you could mouse over and actually hear the splash as uh, the character falls into his own puddle, um, I, this was the only episode I did that for. And of course, I, all I the I had forgotten about that. Yeah. We should see yeah. if we can internet archive that one. Way yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I actually still have the files. Um, I'll have to look. Let's see. D -d -d. One of my favorite panels um, is actually here where um, 
Doc Lazarus slaps sneep, sleepers to snap him out of it. And I had a, a whoosh sound and uh, I animated the picture so that sleepers' face would go back and forth. <laughs> and I would just, if I was having a bad day, I would load up that page and just mouse over that panel just to slap sleepers again and again and again. It was very cathartic, very cathartic. Poor sleepers. But he's probably into that kind of thing. Another droopy diaper joke. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like this because it's a little bit 28 days later where instead of everybody turning into a zombie, everyone is like sitting there like completely drained in a puddle. So <laughs> that's the world of Diaper Man, folks. Puddles everywhere, watch where you step. And then we have uh, Nightwetter evolving to being some kind of beast a la 1950s, you know, the 50-foot woman kind of trope where just keeps growing and becoming more monstrous. Look Although at D&D think... Club when D&D was still, you know, shameful. Yes, uh, yeah, we did this joke where uh, we wanted to involve D&D players who were, you know, very courageous while they were role-playing and then involve them in a quote-unquote real-life adventure and just show them as being a contrast to what they were. But this is back in the day when playing D&D was, as Kyle said, shameful and you sort of hid in a closet to do it. Like, oh, okay, don't tell anyone we're playing D&D. &D. Ah. Um, and so, of course, the joke is all about this poor skinny uh, ogre character um, who is like, my ogre is the fiercest character in the party. I am mighty beyond all reason. And then he's like, kidnapped by sleepers. Put me down, I'm fierce. And then, of course, all the role players immediately think it's another role playing gig and start chasing. Come back. Conversion. Yes, no, conversion. conversion. Yeah, totally. Conversion 25. So very tired. That was our local sci fi convention. Did it actually make it to 25, you guys? I'm not sure. But it was, it was so very tired. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, we. Uh, Diaper Man definitely draws things from our lives, and uh, we put it in there for sure. Steals. Steals. Uh, uh, pays homage to... <laughs> Theft. Theft. And of course, now by this point in the story, Nightwetter is like basically just a giant, huge blob of flesh. Um, and then here comes Phil. I mean, Dave the Paladin. <laughs> and... Is that Phil? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, Adrian was not a good caricaturist. I mean, he knew all these people personally, but couldn't quite get them. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, no one was going to get the joke except a handful of people anyway. So here we go. Da -da -da. Gamers, good. Yeah. <laughs> Lots Those of two words don't go together. <laughs> it is if you're looking for abundant fear and nervousness and social oh, anxiety. <laughs> And then we do um, a sliders reference where the doc actually has a timer because it was our plan to actually slide Diaperman into all these different dimensions so that I could branch out and make fun of more types of comics. Uh, I was especially hoping to have Diaperman in the Judge Dread world. I just thought that would be fun, but uh, we never got to do that. So here we go, click, and then crack a boom. And just like any other science fiction story, whenever lightning hits something, uh, science magic happens. Uh, the Flash becomes the Flash because chemicals fell on him. Uh, you know, like uh, people turn invisible, people gain superpowers, or in this case, uh, get rifted to another dimension entirely. 
Sure, that's just science. I mean, it, we well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty sure yeah, that's yeah, how I mean, it works. I'm pretty sure. I read it on the internet. And then we have, uh, they have separated Diaper Man and Sleepers, but here we have the Supergirl Crisis on Infinite Earths, homage, <laughs> red theft, um, where an apparently dead Diaper Man is being hoisted by Sleepers. Why? <laughs> and it's like, well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> because, ta-da, he's alive, yay. And then we, we, the villain and the hero discover each other's secret identity because they were merged. And so that, to me, was going to bring it back to the Archie comics where they kind of snipe at each other when they're in school together, but uh, they don't do anything until they turn into their alter egos. But I never get back to that. Switching artists again. Yay! Yay! This is Michael Kelleher, who is like a total professional. Uh, he's colored for Marvel um, and uh, is still working to this day. And I, the fact that he offered to color as well, because up to this point, I had been coloring, just flat colors, you know, uh, no, no, <laughs> just not good. Um, so finally seeing a professional coloring job just blew my mind. So oh, we totally ripped off Star Wars with the title, A New Hope, chapter 12. And then what we do is we establish that this is a separate dimension from the one they left. Um, and uh, because Mike was no longer involved with the project, I felt guilty about using his character name, so I changed the names of all the characters. Um, and again, uh, completely threw that idea out after this issue. <laughs> so, uh, consistency, folks. Uh, Mike's favorite phrase of mine is, sometimes I'm consistent, <laughs> which is my life right there. It's totally what it is. Also Jeremy's life. Also Kyle's yeah. life. In fact, I think, Mike, you're the only consistent one in this group. Yes. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> so, yeah, Sleeper's name was Jason McGee. Oh, okay. So I did work McGee back in there. There we go. Sleeper's McGee. Uh, and <laughs> here we have the 1970s sitcom version of Innocent Sharing a Bed because Diaper Man has one foot on the floor. <laughs> And Sleepers resembles like a purple polar bear of some sh of some sort, which is awesome. Um, so we have the old dimension, new dimension explanation. We have the new name reveal. And Diaper Man doesn't have his powers because in this universe, he never became Diaper Man. And we use the, the original Spider-Man movie starring Tobey Maguire. Uh, we use the, the, the web sequence where he tries to figure out his web. Steel. Webs. Homage, homage, uh, fromage. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. And then we have the big reveal, Austin Sterling, um, which is uh, the spanker. And I just picked the most awesome sounding name I could think of at the time. And there's Mercy Munson and in the background. And that's like the last time we see her. So she needs to come back. And that brings us to the end. We have lots of fan art. Uh, Mike made a banner out of this. Uh, I still really like this piece, actually. It's got depth to it. I enjoy it. Um, a lot of Adrian's uh, retooling concepts for Diaper Man. Um, some of them just were a little more <laughs> extravagant than others. It's like Black Hawk, but okay. Oh, it's totally Black Hawk. I didn't know that character. Uh, it was actually another friend of ours in the illustrators group who said, 
you do realize that's an exactly Blackhawk's Black costume. I'm like, oh. So then I said to Adrian, we can't do that. <laughs> and Adrian's like, I don't want to do it then. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sean Beatty, still a big fan of Sean Beatty. Uh, writes for Cracked Magazine still, I think. Still writes for Cracked Magazine. Um, but he had his... Well, he not the magazine. His... Magazine hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, oh, that right. doesn't exist. Yeah, sorry. The website. I'm dating myself. Magazines, kids, and record We've albums. We've been dating and ourselves this entire episode. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, this is from 1996, by the way, is when we started Diaper Man, you guys. 1996. That's what was going on. The Remember the 90s podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia is poison. <laughs> Most of fandom disagrees with you. Please leave a note in the comments as to whether or not you like nostalgia or refuse to look into the past as it Who are those you. children? Yeah. <laughs> we're children, we're children, we're children. Oh my gosh. Oh well, my gosh. I just know I've always had a five head. Yeah. It's not receding, <laughs> it looked like this always. Yeah. <laughs> you just had a darker thatch on top at that time. Also, this is the only time where uh, your height is not vastly exceeding the person beside you. Um, crouching down, that's why it's like this. Yes, crouching Mike, hidden Michael. Uh, let's see. Uh, and here's Kyle's contribution. Um, uh, we were doing something called Fan Art Fight Club at the time, and Kyle put these in as his uh, um, submissions under a, a pseudonym. And uh, I wasn't uh, conversant enough with Kyle's style to go, oh, that's Kyle. Um, but <laughs> the Diaper Man Beyond is still one of my favorite tropes. I love that. Um, I've got to work that into a future diaper man, <laughs> literally <laughs> a future diaper man. And then a great sort of Wonder Woman superhero landing. See, superhero landings were a thing, kids, uh, even before Marvel Universe movies. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, more diaper Kyle man. Kyle fell asleep. Did Kyle fall Wake asleep? Up, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Kyle's like, eh. I didn't know that was an option. I'd fallen asleep oh. through my whole art, old art. I think I've actually just killed him <laughs> by showing. I'm just waiting till I'm done. Oh, okay. <laughs> so here we have. You can just leave while your old art is up. Just like, bye. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. So we have 40s, 50s, 60s, 80s diaper man uh, by uh, fan, and then um, a gay magazine approached me uh, wanting a, a diaper man strip for their magazine. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so I had uh, uh, Diaper Man meets the Fashion Police, which were three queens who are discussing uh, the fashions of everybody that walks by. And then they like Diaper Man's fashion so much they end up wearing diapers. There we so go. It's Queer Eye prequel. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it, it did not get published. Because <laughs> uh, I just assumed that it sucked for them. I don't know. Uh, nice pinup by uh, my friend Jerry. And then uh, this is a postcard-sized thing we did for the website to, to promote it. Sometimes Justice wears plastic pants. It's not a, as cool a rallying cry as you might think. <laughs> I think Mike changed it to sometimes Justice goes padded. Here is a parody of the Hostess Fruit Pie ads. Um, only this one, they were maitre d' brand muffins. Um, and, of course, uh, Diaper Man is, of course, chowing down on these bran muffins, uh, getting his fill, as, as he would. Uh, Mike's Illustrator, model sheets. Marcy's model sheets. Uh, I had actually changed the logo 
so that it'd be more chest-centric instead of the huge pin, but I missed it. I was like, no, the pin reads. Um, this is uh, Derek Ma, uh, who did a nice uh, illustrator. I actually had this made into a 3D model. Uh, I actually still have it. It's a clay model, and uh, it just looks so cool, him perched on the gargoyle like that. It makes me laugh. Mike's Spanker with the pool noodles. Marcy's Spanker. Doo -doo. And Derek's Spanker. I do enjoy that it's like a riding crop here, and it's it's gibbering, it's fidgeting. <laughs> yeah, quivering in the air, just ready to strike. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> this is the tick. I mean, this is Sleepers, um, done by Marcy. It's like a giant puppy. Doc Lazarus, who looks a lot like Brent Spiner here, actually, before Brent Spiner looked like this. And then we have the group. Ta-da! Look at that group. And no sign of Mercy Munson. Bad, bad, Michael. And yeah, that brings us to the end of the Diaperman graphic novel. Imagine. Boop. Hey, so look. that was a trip down memory lane, but this you graphic go back novel. Again? Uh, yeah, no! Like <laughs> 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 no, don't. <laughs> why you did. So folks, if you go to twogargs.com slash diaperman, um, you can read up about Diaperman there. You can also get both the first and the second graphic novel, um, and it's available on Indie Planet. Uh, unfortunately, the first one, the art is so old and the resolution is so poor, we can't put it on Comixology. It doesn't qualify. So It's for the best. Uh, it Kind of, <laughs> yeah. But, and yet, it still outsells everything else. So by all means... Check out uh, twogargs.com slash diaperman and learn all about that. Now, in the second graphic novel, um, Mike does an issue, and then Jeremy comes on board, and he did uh, a great issue of Diaperman. His art, Mike's colors, um, it's really quite fantastic, um, and, but we'll talk about that next time. Because what I want to talk about now is the newest Diaperman comic that's coming out is actually a crossover event with uh, Jeremy's universe that he has been doing since what, junior high? Is that when you invented this character? Um, 95, just like the poster behind me. <laughs> Ironically. Oh, yes, and Kyle just found the Diaperman website from way back in the day. 2002, yeah. January. January oh. 2002. Oh, it says November 24th there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, I actually. Yeah, November 2001. I kind of like it, although it does need to be wider, for sure. But well, uh, the screens were only 640 pixels across at that time. Exactly. And look, look, crowdfunding. Steam-powered. I invented crowdfunding. Look, you guys, I invented it. Huh. <laughs> Kyle hates us and wants us to feel pain. <laughs> Why? Your art isn't on here. Well, that's true. Yeah. No, I actually really like the colorful panels down the side, uh, but then I love rainbow anything, so that made me super happy. And uh, I, I just like those little graphics. Hmm. Yes. I mean, why move forward when you can use stuff from years ago? Yeah, why is this a poison? <laughs> Alrighty. Boop. Thanks, Kyle. A little yep. trip down memory lane there. Mm hmm. So let's move on to Jeremy's uh, project here. Um, I'm just going to share my screen. Application. Boop. 
There we go. All right, so what we're seeing here is Diaper Man meets Milk, um, which is uh, the big crossover event where Diaper Man and Sleepers cross over into the world of Milk, who is uh, a female goddess-powered uh, super character in her own right. And uh, she, her superpower is Milk-related. Um, you can probably guess from the cover exactly how her power works. Uh, Jeremy, tell us about Milk. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My title suggestion, Diaper Man Picks Up Milk, was rejected by the editor. Yeah. I, I like Diaper Man Picks Up Milk. I just, you know. <laughs> I thought Meats was a little more, a little less uh, leading on kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeremy. Uh, so, I drew it because I was bored after Christmas. It was, um, just kind of to um, just be funny. I was hanging out with a bunch of my cousins who were around my age, so they would, you know, they would get it. <laughs> how, old, how old were you at the time? 14. 14. This uh -huh. is absolutely a 14-year-old boy's fantasy. Absolutely. I, I endorse that entirely. Yeah. So and um, I originally had her just just have some weird origin story, like she's born in the center of the Milky Way, which makes no sense. Like on a space shuttle, so I'm like, okay, babies be more on space shuttles now, cool. Um, and that somehow gave her the ability to, um, when she became of age, she blossomed into womanhood. Um, but somehow her memories just started producing milk all crazy, and then she had the urge to fight crime with her milk. <laughs> that's all she had going for her at the time, and you know, either. Use it for good or use it for nothing. I don't know. Just have it be sore all the time from lack of use. And it's funny because this is one of those characters where I was like, I don't know. Is this over the top, you guys? I mean, yeah. I know it's over the top, but is it too over the top? Oh, God. Oh, God. And then I saw some of Eric Larson's Savage Dragon stories, and I was like, nope. <laughs> Still <fine>. good. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> and every time... I keep getting worried about how far a story can go. I look around at comics, and I'm not even talking like, you know, uh, low-rent indie comics. I'm talking about things like, for example, the Venture Brothers, um, you know, and uh, uh, Rick and Morty and whatnot. And my God, like, compared to that, we are very vanilla. We are very innocent. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what kind of gives me the strength to, uh, to move forward. And in Milk's universe, everybody's powers are based on biology somehow. So uh, it can get pretty gross, but at the same time, funny, we hope. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to there. Of course, Diaper Man and Sleepers play sort of the straight guys in this comic, like, because they're not on their own world. They're like, this seems strange to us. Meanwhile, they're running around in, you know, pajamas and a diaper kind of thing. So um, I'm hoping that that uh, contrast comes through as well. Some of the other characters in Milk, uh, hang on, I actually have uh, some pages here. Dee, 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 dee. And we will add to stream, stop screen, share screen. These are the parts that we will edit out where I hum and haw and look for things. And name the buttons you're pushing. Yes. Okay, so um, here we have sleepers actually trying to fight Milk. Um, and of course the only way he can is from behind because he can't face her womanness. 
And of course, she, being a badass, flips him right the heck over her uh, shoulder and throws him into an abandoned car whose airbags then deploy. And as we've said, airbag joke. But of course, both airbags deploy. So in the panel, they look like two boobs. And Sleepers is immediately overcome and faints into the airbags. <laughs> oh, which I enjoy. And he's got pursed lips, like thumb-sucking lips, I called him. I think that's also a me joke. Yeah? The, the, throwing into the car with the airbags? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said deploy the airbags. That's right. No, again, <laughs> Mike's saving my bacon with the, uh, the humor. That's some good stuff there. And then we have a confrontation where Diaper Man actually looks, you know, angry in the first panel. And that's not an emotion that usually plays on his face. Um, so then he starts talking to Milk and gradually becomes less unhappy as they realize, as all superheroes do, that it's been a misunderstanding, that their battle shouldn't have happened, and now they're going to join forces. But then the villains show up. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm very, very pleased with these villains. Let's see if I can zoom in here. Tina is my favorite villain. Of course. Ninja Tina. Or <laughs> just, just Tina. Tina. Her name is Tina. <laughs> she yeah. writes crime. I want to point out at my frustrated writer uh, self. I asked Jeremy for backstory for these characters because he's known them for years. Yeah. But Jeremy doesn't think in a linear fashion. So he gave me backstory in bits and pieces. Yeah, piecemeal. Yeah. So you, you know what to use, you know, so you... Yeah. <laughs> I wrote so many Tina-based jokes, Jeremy, that you'll never see. Yeah. They're so good. Just so good. Tina jokes. <laughs> well, she's my go-to if I ever need, like, a random cab driver or, like, a nurse in a hospital. Um, or the generic Tina. Yeah. She's just always the side character that I always throw in just randomly when I need a part. I think I wrote Sleepers going, oh, Tina from the coffee shop? And Dyke Man's like, there's more than one Tina. There can be more than one Tina. And I, I like that joke. And if I can fit it in, I'm going to put it in. So we had a character called the Seaman. And ultimately... Because he was we, a sailor. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's why. He was in a the Navy. A salty sailor. Right. And like we decided... That. Yeah. And we decided the joke might be just a little too much, even for this comic. So we came up with Nasal Lord, who is this fellow right here. I didn't um, want the X rating for this comic. Yeah, we didn't want to go full X. So yeah. Jeremy wanted to call him Snot Rocket. And I said, that's too on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, womp womp. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't write the jokes, kids. Tina, Super Tina with her ponytail. And Sinestro. Oh, Sinestro. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um, and uh, Fat Man. Dun, dun, dun. I resent that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Tina snaps her fingers and Fat Man goes into action uh, because he can control his own body fat. Yep. So, of course, it goes and envelops. Holy tentacle porn, Batman. Um, it envelops sleepers and then traps him. Traps him in his fat. Dun, mm -hmm. dun, dun. So all this and more... <laughs> Coming up in Which Diaper Man arms Beats Arms are milk. going right through. Well, it's yeah. because they're wrapped around. It's like oh, and then rejoins itself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, kind of like Clayface. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> acting! Like Clayface. <laughs> I'm not farming <laughs> at all. It's fine. Well, at least we didn't call him Fatface. You know, that would have been yeah. something. 
There we go. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, the shenanigans continue. I'm actually very pleased to be continuing with Diaper Man after ten years. years? Ten years. So but, Kyle, uh, what jokes did you yeah. write when you were fourteen that you'd like to defend now? Um, <laughs> I can't think of any. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're there. Well, the thing is, all of Kyle's jokes still come out to this day, and they're irrespective of age. I, I highly suspect that when you were 14, the jokes were very similar to what you're doing now. And I mean that as a compliment. A cheese um, grater across my soul. <laughs> Mike hates looking backwards, you guys. If you hadn't already figured that out, that's why nostalgia is poison. Um, whereas the rest of us are like, Aw, do you remember that fun thing? Mike's like, the fun thing burns. <laughs> we, we don't we, that, that, that is not a fun thing anymore don't, don't make me relive it um, and uh, let's see I think that's about all the time we have for today uh, is there anything you guys want to pitch uh, right now uh, what are you working on Mike <laughs> uh, Twilight Detective Agency Girls Out number 3 is uh, starting to be posted on my Patreon every other Sunday a new comic page goes up at patreon.com slash hawkstone all oh, right, uh, I'm just, I'll make a banner for that. I should have had that ready. Patreon.com. Editing. Yes, slash. I'll be doing a Kickstarter for that once it's closer to being finished because the cover for number three is being drawn by the amazing Corel Clara. And uh, let's have you all pay for that instead of me for a change. Yeah, yeah, yay Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter's so good and it, it just makes so many things possible. Um, we actually, the COVID is sort of affecting production a little bit. Uh, Mike and I were just talking this week about uh, Indie Planet and Kablam. And uh, of course, Twilight Detective Agency Girls Out number two has been submitted to Indie Planet, uh, but is currently not up yet. Is it, it's up on Comixology though, yes? Yeah, Comixology put it up in like no time. Uh, love it, love Which it. Which is so. completely bass backwards. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that works. Kyle, uh, you are almost done gloaming number four. Yes. Yes, and uh, you have other comic projects percolating in your brain, but haven't yet really yes gone no. for it. Yes and no. I'm yes. not ready to talk about that yet. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael, Work Michael. out your half-formed ideas publicly, Kyle. Do it. That's what's oh, fun about oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Monkey land, man. <laughs> Monkey Improvise. land, man. That's right. Improvise. Everyone's comfortable with it. Public speaking, not a problem. Uh, as everyone reminds me uh, that I should be more sensitive about. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, ask the audience, what a location for your improv? Oh, that's right. It's like, I need a location and an everyday job. Ask for Babs. Jeremy, you are working on, like, you have been doing a lot of really great uh, sort of 90s X-Men uh, pinups and stuff lately on your uh, social media. Um, what's coming down the pipe? <laughs> Thrill, as an what introvert gets dragged idiot? along by his extrovert friend. <laughs> I am sorry. I need to learn you this just lesson. just finished doing that to Kyle. I, well, I thought <laughs> Jeremy might be ready by this time. I just, uh, no. I just Jeremy, where do you see yourself in five years? 
<laughs> Still in quarantine. Yeah, I'm in a basement right now hiding from the coronas. So I just do whatever I can to make me feel like I'm not in a basement doing right? this. Okay. Yeah, Rock rocking back and forth. That's right. You guys, Jeremy currently has uh, acetaminophen, acidophilus, huh? appendicitis. That's yeah, the yeah. word. Yes. And, uh, and so he's just waiting till December to get the appendix out because, you know, that's American uh, medicine for you, I guess. Healthcare is a privilege. Not for as long as possible. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, Man, my appendix went up. I was in the hospital and in surgery within like 12 hours. I was in the hospital for five what days. What's your hospital bill, like, Kyle? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Jeremy's like, you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> I want this thing out of me so I can go home. I'm right? stuck at my mom's house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jeremy's reliving oh, his 20s, Canada. living in his yeah. mom's basement. Oh, that was not a fun time. <laughs> Let's Jeremy revisit again. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Through the wonder of nostalgia. Yes, indeed. Do you die. have any art from that time we could see? Oh, oh. Um. <laughs> I know the answer is yes. It's just not with you right now. But uh -huh. I know you on, have it. Probably on DeviantArt. I haven't touched that since my 20s. <laughs> Are you PJ Bottoms on DeviantArt? No, it's Jet Comics. The PJ Bottoms one is just Sailor Moon fan art. Again, I haven't done for years. So, All right, so serious. go on DeviantArt and look up Jet Comics and P, uh, PJ Bottoms and uh, thrill to the 20-year-old art of Jeremy. It's all nostalgia there, since we're all nostalgia this uh, episode. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Mike's death glare is the best <laughs> death glare. Angry giant German death glare. With I wish we could find old scripts of yours we could just put out. We, Look, he's dangling a participle. Yeah, I mean, woo. we actually did that when we were practicing this run. Uh, I did call up the original Diaperman scripts. It's just that they're boring to look at because it's just Diaperman says this. Oh, is Diaper it embarrassing Man your old work? You don't want to trot that out for public <laughs> consumption? Your old oh, no, work? it's not embarrassing. I'm an entertainer. Embarrassing myself is what I do to entertain people. It's boring, and that is a cardinal sin. If I found something that was truly tragic, oh, I would put it up. I'd be like, hey, kids, let's go through this piece by piece and laugh at it because I find that stuff funny. Of course, it's cringy, but uh, it's still funny. I mean, cringe can be fun, except for the person whose art it is, I guess. <laughs> but again, I have no fear of public speaking or public ridicule. There oh, you go. This will make you feel better. Boop. Kyle uh -oh. on Early Halloween. Early cosplay. Wow. What year wow. is this? Where's the rest of you, Kyle? <laughs> I didn't draw the feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, I know. Horizontally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so much skinny young people. Wow. I got to dig up uh, pictures Chris of Chris Kamke my... was butthead. Oh. At that Astra Halloween party. Yes. I'd probably Star... say 97? Yes, our Star Trek fan club, the Astra, and uh, had a Halloween dance. That is a hoot and a half. <laughs> oh, I love that. I am there. There is some of, there's some of my early shame. Excellent. Well, I feel better. Yes. I will, I will endeavor to find some early 90s hair shame of me uh, with my 90s hair. Shame. Ah. King of the impossible. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank uh, my guests, uh, Jeremy Thew, all the way from the United States of America. 
Illinois. Illinois at this time. Uh, Illinois. Illinois. That's the French Illinois. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Rieger from beautiful downtown Kelowna and uh, Kyle from beautiful Beddington, Calgary. Uh, this has been the Two Gargoyles Podcast. Thank you.